Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Okay, we're all in take five. Hook them up with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Oh, man, a lot of opinions on our new horn text line. We've had a text line. We just changed the phone number a little bit. And uh, people have said, why did you change the number? Only because we want it to be more user-friendly. And this is a platform that we can uh, do some contesting, send you, like, coupons to, like, partners of ours if you want, you know, some cheaper stuff, that kind of stuff. We can do more with it, interactive, than just get text and respond to text. This says, uh, running at Micah Parsons and double-teaming are not new concepts. That's true. Um, this says uh, on the Horn text line, MOC, the Minister of Culture, has earned the right to do whatever he wants. He'll be there in Dallas next week. This says uh, Tex- McConaughey should be at the Texas game. End of discussion. That's BS. Fire him if he's at that game. <laughs> Longmore fans are fired up, man. You know who else is fired up right now? Uh, Ty's roommate who has law school this morning who doesn't have a car <laughs> to get to law school because Ty had to steal it from him because his tire is flat on his car and then he couldn't find his keys to his brother's car that he stole. The least surprising news that your roommate's mad that you I, stole his I car. I mean, I thought he'd be cool. I, I sent him a hundred bucks, so we're good. He's gonna take an Uber. He did not. He did not respond to my "I'm sorry" text though. So <laughs> it was a very explicit, explicit initial text that he sent me. So uh, we'll, we'll have a good talk. <laughs> good talk. Good talk. Dude, you're, he's a good friend. Very one-sided talk. You've been in here for a couple days now, and yeah, I know you know Ty because you've gotten to know him through our show. But he is a walking sitcom. I mean, he is a walking Seinfeld episode or season. Uh, he's he's a likable character. <laughs> he, he's like combining the Seinfeld with The Office um, at some level. I don't I don't know. Man. I've always Every wanted day. to do to write a TV script. Maybe I'll have someone follow me around for a month or something. Try to try to get something started there. <laughs> Monty Williams, you know who? To... Well, you know what, Monty. Yeah, you go. Well, you know that, that idea <laughs> nice can be up that idea can be pitched tomorrow because Monty is going to be here tomorrow. So we're excited to have Monty come in and let Nick have a morning off until Rod gets back on Saturday. Let the audience have a morning off from me. <laughs> Old man radio. Well, it's uh, back. Old man and tie. Old man and tie. I'm a bit uh, of a I'm a bit of an old soul, I'd say. That's what you inject. You inject this other this other element. Yeah, element to the mix of Rodney <laughs> and its importance. <laughs> I'm just I'm just I you know I'm, I'm I'm pretty good at like putting myself in other people's shoes and like that dude. Your roommate got up and is so mad. He's like, it's where's okay. my car? This is also the roommate that got a puppy, and then the first week he had a puppy, left for a week, and was like, I'll send you all 20 bucks. Me and my other room, I live with two other guys, and he's like, oh, I'll send you all uh, 20 bucks a piece if you'll just watch the puppy. And I was like, oh. 20 bucks? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> it was more, I, I mean, doesn't ma- the money doesn't matter. It was more like, damn, so 
No, I'm, that's I'm a, potty training this puppy this week. That's a full-time job well, right there. I mean, it, Uber's one thing, but you just do not have your car, right? It's your vehicle. It's got stuff in it that you probably need. <laughs> that you use well, I was, I was pretty worried because uh, this weekend he his girlfriend goes uh, to law school at Baylor, and so he goes up there a lot. And on the way back during that storm, his car overheated and broke down, so he had to get it towed back and was like, yeah, it's pretty shaky. I'm, I'm worried about driving it to even to campus. So you I, were got, about I got out of the car and I was like, if I get in this car and it overheats after all this has happened, <laughs> I'm just going to call Aaron and uh, I, I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm not making it for I would have been here by myself. I know, yeah. I would've, I would've, because I'm, I, at that point at uh, five, you know, 545 in the morning, I'm the only one in this building at that point, unless Ty shows up. Uh, okay, so uh, that's where we are. Ty's roommate's mad. There could be a fist fight later tonight. And uh, we'll get you, keep you posted on that deal. Uh, I, here's what you do: you should send your roommate this text. Nothing nice, nothing about hundred bucks. Just say, "Look, just find my keys, and you can drive my car." <laughs> but I don't have the parking pass on my car. Like oh, it's a whole. Man. I thought about saying, but that I feel too. like I, here I'm, I'm going to walk through the argument joke. that he's going to bring to you, and he's going to be like, "Why didn't you just take an Uber?" <laughs> I, that's the first you... thing he said, and I said, <laughs> "Well, I, because I, I looked, it was kind of too late. It was too late for from oh, where you I were lived, in a hustle. I guess it was probably yeah. gonna take fifteen minutes to get ten, fifteen minutes that's to get fair. there. I had forty to thirty minutes to get here. It's a twenty minute drive. The logistics. I thought about putting on my spare tire on my. See how fast I could do that. Oh dang! I went out there, pulled it out, and I was like, oh, "This is gonna take too long." Yeah, I live super far south, and it's the same way. Like I can't just get an Uber on a whim. You yes. gotta like plan out. Uber, I, an Uber I coming. so when my tire went flat initially and i you know been lazy and not changing it i ordered an uber the night before rather than going out and putting on my spare okay, tire that's it. so you're, you are i'm aware of that you're, you're officially like one of my boys i'm 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 coming to your house today to change your tire no, i'm gonna change i'm gonna come change the tire that's what that's gonna happen hey let's get to the headlines trending topics including a couple of big wins for the texas mlb teams and uh, the longhorns getting ready for the jayhawks top gun rentals and lawn equipment bring you the news top stories including the longhorns Kansas Jayhawks rolling into Austin on Saturday to face Texas. They'll do so as a ranked team for the first time this season. And for the first time ever, Texas and Kansas will meet in a football game when both are ranked. They're both 4-0. Head coach Lance Leipold's Jayhawks feature multiple weapons on both sides of the ball, especially on offense. And it's an offense that averages over 460 yards a game. Extremely difficult to get off the field. Kansas converts on third down more than any team in the country through four games. A tad north of 60%. They have a pair of excellent running backs and a dynamic dual-threat junior quarterback, Jalen Daniels. He's a real dual threat. You know, I, I think the natural thing is we think about the runs that he has for explosive plays, but he throws the ball all over the place. And they, they've got great schemes and concepts. You know, they, they're running real pass concepts that stress your coverages. And then they have the run concepts with, with his legs as, as an added element to it. You know, the plus one runs with the quarterback run. So um, he taxes you both ways. That plays for sure. 2.30 Saturday, Texas and Kansas. Our pregame coverage starts at noon from the Mockingbird Saloon on Guadalupe. Just next to Kirby Lane there. Also from college football, Michigan State made it official yesterday. Firing and battled coach Mel Tucker. School made uh, with, a, with a release, formally ending his tenure at MSU after a sexual misconduct scandal went public earlier this month. NBA, absolute blockbuster of a trade has been consummated just ahead of training camp opening. Portland Trailblazers traded guard Damian Lillard to Milwaukee. He'll play alongside Giannis there as part of a three-team deal. It also includes Phoenix. As part of the deal, Blazers received Drew Holiday from the Bucks and DeAndre Ayton from the Suns. Also, other compensation, including a future first-round pick from Milwaukee. Phoenix is going to land the big man Yusef Nurkic and three other players in that mega deal. Big night in the big leagues. How about the Rangers? They put themselves on the brink of their first playoff berth since 2016. 5 nothing win over the Angels. Dane Dunning 
Seven innings of uh, one-hit baseball last night. Dominant. Adolis Garcia had a homer and an RBI double. Rangers' magic number to clinch a playoff berth down to one now. Their magic number to clinch the AL West stands at two. That's because the Astros posted a big win of their own. Huge win, actually. They beat the Mariners 8-3. Mauricio Dubon hit a tie-breaking three-run homer in the fourth inning to back Framber Valdez. And the Astro bullpen, they extend their lead over the Mariners in the race for the AL wildcard spot to a game and a half. Houston will be off today ahead of their regular season-ending series in Arizona. Rangers will open that four-game series in Seattle tonight, four to finish the season. High drama, no doubt. Great season has come to an end. For your Round Rock Express, after the Oklahoma City Dodgers closed them out last night in the Pacific Coast League Championship 5-2 they won both games with that best of three. E-Train season comes to an end. The Dodgers will now advance to face the International League winner in the AAA World Series. Week 4 in the NFL kicks off tonight. Great matchup. Thursday night football, 2-1 Lions at 2-1 Packers for first place in the NFC North. Corn headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. The heat's made us crazy. Get up to $100 off select steel backpack blowers and employee pricing on all zero-turn mowers in stock this month at Top Gun. Topgun.net will shoot you straight. Uh, this, this says female viewing stats skyrocketing because of Taylor Swift. They watch these games because of her, and these people vote. That's true. Well, actually, the numbers will tell you that young people don't vote that often. But that was pretty staggering to see an 18 in the, the the demo of women 18 to 49 a 60 almost 65 percent increase just because Taylor Swift was in a box. She can move an audience. I, I do laugh at they had that everywhere they kept showing that video of Travis Kelsey watching his own touchdown I believe it was on the screen and of course all of the internet was like look at how he looks at Taylor it's so beautiful but if you can like actually looking at the screen you can actually see the screen reflection in his eye looking at his own touchdown which is the best part of that. I, I, I got to say it, I really like Travis Kelsey. He seems like a pretty funny dude. Yeah, well, I like the Kelsey, Kelsey brothers, right? They're, yeah, they're, they're both great. Yeah, you know, they're from where I was originally born. Northeast Ohio boys are from outside of Cleveland. Oh, the Heights, right? The Heights, yeah. yeah. Uh, good dudes. New Heights. You know, Midwestern Podcast. Rust Belt dudes, hardworking guys. Uh, both going to the Hall of Fame, probably. I mean, Jason Kelsey, if he continues on this track, will be a, a Hall of Fame center. And, of course, Travis Kelsey, maybe the greatest tight end to ever lace him up. And now, you know, adding... Uh, Taylor Swift to the conversation. Yeah, they're yeah hard, we've already hard said, not to like. And, and if you were ready for the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing to die down, um, don't because he's <laughs> she's. It's already been confirmed that she's going to be at the game, Chiefs at the Jets on Saturday on Sunday night. I mean, how what what levels is is NBC going to go to highlight that deal? You know, the primetime game. It was supposed to be Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. There's no Mahomes, and now they've got Taylor Swift, so they're good. I mean, that's going to skyrocket. Speaking of skyrocket and uh, moving needles. You showed me this, but this is pretty cool. I'm interested. We just did bullish or BS. Are you guys interested in this? Drake, Drake, the uh, megastar himself, is uh, displayed two shows at the Moody Center pretty recently. He's coming out with his own clothing line that's called October's Very Own, and apparently there's a collegiate collection that will include some some burnt orange, burnt orange gear that you can buy. Are you into this? Uh, I'm very into this. As far as like cultural relevance for the university, especially with the younger crowd, this is a huge deal. Like Drake's, Drake's, you know, besides, I would say, I would venture to say, besides Taylor Swift, he is the the most powerful person in the industry, and maybe maybe Harry Styles. Like right now, like the, they can, he the guy could have sold out ten straight nights at Moody. Instead, he only did two. But the like this October's very own brand is a is a huge brand in kind of the you know the the uh, the younger generation and in a lot of the hip hop crowd and so the fact that at this first release I think there's only like six or seven schools yeah it says Kentucky Alabama North Carolina Memphis and Texas it's a big deal that 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 Texas got this and I think I think these these things are going to sell out in seconds yeah I mean uh, and what we're talking about like hoodies 
Um, you know, cool looking gear too, by the way. Um, you know, and that's you're, you're right for branding for your for your. I mean, Kentucky's kind of off the nose. Well, that's Drake's team. Oh, it is. Yeah, he's he, he's oh basketball. Yeah, that that he's he's always a uh, he had John Calipari out to his house and the whole Kentucky basketball team out to his house in Canada and uh, that's definitely I think the Texas is a nod he's well he's a future soon to be Houston resident Drake bought a house I guess in Houston all right so there it is there's uh, the Texas gear October's very own uh, coming to a uh, I don't know where do you probably buy these online I I'm, gu- I'm guessing it's at October's very own Limit, limited college collection with Texas Kentucky and more there you go bang Drake bringing it to you. I would uh, I would first do the uh, forty acres brand of apparel from the co-op is where I would get my gear first. That's where I would go. They have great stuff, great and I got stuff. to meet their owner with uh, with Bobby Burton the other Jeff. day. Yeah, Jeff. Yeah. Jeff's good dude. Hey, can we go to the Vaqueros hotline? Let's uh, shift gears and talk uh, a little basketball. Huge trade right on the eve of training camp. This one uh, uh, came out of nowhere yesterday, I think. But we kind of known Dame Lillard was was wanting to be moved all summer. But uh, let's talk to Keenan Womack of OrangeBloods.com. Covers basketball there. Also has his own basketball podcast and does great work. What's up, Keenan? How are you, bud? Man, I'm fantastic. It's great to be back on the airways, gentlemen. Appreciate you being there. Nick Shuley with me as well. Now, uh, your thoughts once you when you first heard this trade go down? I mean, uh, Bucks land one of the best players and best offensive players in this league. Dynamic score to go with Giannis. Uh, you know, Suns land four players, including a big to replace DeAndre Ayton, who's going to Portland. Uh, it seems like, to me, all three teams did pretty good. What do you think? Yeah, I think uh, I actually agree with one of the takes I saw today, which was I wouldn't give any of them an A, but I give two of them a B. Phoenix is not done, right? So Phoenix has like 18 dudes on the roster right now, so they're going to ship off some of those guys. Um, so I'm not quite sure what their angle is. I mean, obviously they had the uh, the blockbuster trade earlier this year, Um so we'll see. You know, I think it's a really interesting trade for uh, Portland is who I think made off with the best uh, results. Actually, um, I love who they. I love their lineup next year. It's probably not going to be super successful early on, but man, it's going to be a lot of fun to have Scoot, Shaden Sharp. Like I think it's important that they kind of shipped uh, Lillard out in this way because now. Uh, you know, Scoot Henderson is going to be the guy in Portland, and I think he should have an opportunity to be because if you'll remember earlier this summer when I called in, I was very high on Scoot. I think he's one of the best prospects I've seen last few years at the point guard spot. So uh, very exciting times for Portland, uh, exciting times obviously for the Bucks, but they did lose Drew Holiday, um, which is basically the best point of attack defender and wing defender in the entire NBA almost, I would say. So that's obviously going to hurt um dame is kind of older right uh he's he's i think he's 33 so that's kind of the wrong side of uh of 30 you know yeah so we'll we'll see how it goes but i'm excited well the next step and i want to talk to you about the bucks and do you think that they've uh you know made themselves the clear favorite in the east with this move even losing drew holiday but you got to give up something to get something Uh, a lot of talk already that uh the, the the blazers will now flip holiday uh, to mm-hmm. get you know to continue their rebuild and and he will bring a package back. I mean, they, so what they've gotten for Damon Lillard is just starting because they could actually trade both of these guys, Aiton and and uh, Holiday potentially. Uh, who are some good spots for Drew Holiday if they're looking to flip him? Ty says Mavericks. What do you think? I think Mavericks, <laughs> but uh, I'm a little biased. So, um, you know, I'm trying to think. The the thing is, if if Dallas wants to engage in that kind of trade and get that guy, they're gonna have to give up all their young talent which is like they're going to have to give up Josh Green. They're going to have to give up 
uh, Jaden Hardy. They're going to have to give up Olivier Maxon's Prosper, probably. I think they'd be more interested in him for that trade since he's he's not he doesn't really play like Drew, but he's kind of built in that same mold of like a wing defender, good size, switchable, that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, if Portland does uh, flip Drew, which they are, have every intention of doing from what I've heard, they could bring back even more young talent. I don't know exactly what direction they're trying to go. Obviously, you build around Scoot Henderson and Shaden Sharp, but um, we'll have to see what they can get back for Drew. Drew is a very well-thought-of player. He's an excellent locker room guy, excellent defender. He's just a winning player. I know that's cliche, but that's just kind of who he is. Wasn't he the NBA's man of the year last year, whatever that award is? Didn't he take that yeah, honor? Yeah, yeah, just yeah a, he was. He's a, he's a fantastic community guy. Just a good dude and a great defender. Um, just uh, everybody on the team loves the guy. Uh, so yeah, he yep. he will be in demand because you know you got to feel like the rest of the East and these teams that that just saw the Bucks land Dame, they're gonna have to respond. They got to make a move, right? I mean, whether it's the Sixers or the or the Heat, or they've got to find a way to try to keep up with what the Bucks just did. Well, the thing that's super scary uh, is the Bucks offensively, right? So when they run the pick and roll, you have Dame running the point, you have uh, Giannis as the roll man, and then you have Brooke Lopez who can kind of drift off to to the corner and hit threes on short roll passes from Giannis. So that's a scary offensive idea. I think that could work very well. I think it will be very difficult to stop offensively. Um, and then they do need to address maybe um, or, or need to think about how they're going to play defensively, but um, because, you know, trading Drew for, for, um, for Lillard uh, defensively, obviously Drew is a far superior player. Dame is uh, he, he gives effort on defense. He's just not very big. It's hard to be a good defender in the NBA when you're six, two, I think is what he is. Six, three, maybe. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it was a, a good trade. I'm really looking forward to, to seeing Scoot though, man. I, I was so high on him. I can't wait. He's going to be the guy in Portland, like from the jump. I'm really excited to see it. Yep, they're going to build around the youth and let Dame Lillard go chase a championship with the Bucks. Uh, Keenan Womack with us, orangebloods.com. I know earlier in the week the Longhorns had a uh, player availability for basketball. The Big 12 schedule is out, so their full schedule is known. Uh, it's kind of a get-to-know-you season again for the Longhorns. A lot of new faces um, you know, coming together, some familiarity with Tyrese Hunter and Dylan Mitchell coming back, Dylan DeSue. What's your, what's your early take on this team that we're going to cover in all year starting next month? Uh, a high ceiling for this group? Yeah. I, I really do think that. And, um, you know, I, I'm pretty high on this team. So so the thing to, to keep in mind about this new team is, A, Ace Miss, the transfer from Oral Roberts who went to my high school, shout out Jesuit Dallas. Um, he is a uh, – oh, my God, sorry. I just got a text from a, from a, from source about <laughs> something. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about the team. Uh, I like – I really like the additions in the portal – um, the most enlightening thing that I've learned in the past couple of weeks um, talking to some players was I talked to Tyrese Hunter last week and we talked about his cramping issues, right? Yes. If you'll remember last season, he had a bunch of issues. So he has a legitimate medical issue. I forget what the name of the syndrome is, but um, he got on medication right before the tournament. If you notice, he wasn't really cramping during the tournament, right? So they got that figured out. And because uh, I was fascinated as to what was going on with him last year, because he was playing like an All-American for the first, first few games. I mean, if you remember his game against Gonzaga, where he scored like 26 points or something, you're like, oh, this dude could be like an All-American. Um, I think he has a shot to be an All-Big 12 guy. I think Tyrese is really good. He's got a great attitude, super athletic. But I'm just super happy for him that he figured out uh, his his health issues. Now he can play, you know.
Yeah, no question. That's uh, neat to know that he's, uh, yeah, because he was having cramping issues and he didn't seem like himself last year. And, um, you know, when he's right, you have Ace next to him, who's, you know, maybe the sharpest shooter Texas has had in their roster in a long time. Absolute bucket. Maybe ever. Since Durant. <laughs> since Durant the shooting the ball, A.J. Abrams kind of player. And uh, then you got Tyrese and then the bigs up front. Um, you know, the health of the bigs is going to be big, right? they got to get Caden Shed, make sure Caden Shedrick, the Virginia transfer, is healthy. Dylan DeSue needs to be healthy. Dylan Mitchell, who came back after, you know, testing the draft waters, he needs to take a big step forward. If You know, if all things end in the affirmative for Texas, they could be as, as talented and as deep as any team in the Big 12, maybe in the country. Yeah, I agree. Also, what I meant to say earlier before I got that text was, A. Smith is better than anybody on the team last year. Oh, really? Right. Wow. That's saying a lot. Yeah, no, he is. He is, he is a preseason second team all-american according to a couple of sources like the almanac i think has them there Um, so get used to some really fun basketball because i wrote a piece earlier this summer uh comparing uh a smith to jimmer fredette from brigham young from a few years ago uh the dude who was like just tearing it up and i think he won player of the year so he's not gonna put up numbers like like jimmer did he's like an average 20 six points again, whatever the hell Jimmer average. He was amazing. Um, but he's a similar kind of player in that he can pull up from, you know, 30 feet, drain it. He can shoot off the dribble. He can shoot off the pass. He can shoot. Uh, he's a motion shooter. He can come off screens and hit shots. He's really like arguably the best shooting prospect in the country this year. Oh, well, that's going to be fun to watch with that backcourt and then bigs up front and returning players. Nice mix of uh, returners and uh, newcomers for the Longhorns. And Rodney Terry, his first full season, they'll go to camp here coming up and have that orange-white scrimmage on October 17th. Hey, Keenan, thanks so much. Oh, yeah. Keenan Womack, find him on uh, Twitter there at Keenan Womack, uh, W-O-M-A-C-K. It's K-E-E-N, Keenan Womack, uh, also on the NBA in the big trade. Uh, Bucks acquiring Dame Lillard. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, guys. Always appreciate it. All right, there it is. There we go. Hoops. I know you're next year. You're a big hoops junkie, and you were at the uh, the wedding of Royal Ivy this past weekend. Talking, I'm excited. I mean, I haven't been this excited about a, a an NBA season in a while because actually, as a Rockets fan, I'm actually excited about Ime Udoka, the young talent, uh, the the pieces that they've got, and that Royal Ivy's now on that staff. That makes me excited. And then Mavericks, if they could make a move, we'll see to respond. And then, uh, you know, got Wemby down in San Antonio bringing some energy. So there's actually some fun. And I think this Texas basketball team with our guy Rodney Terry. And the guy, shout out to Rodney for in addition to playing that orange white scrimmage, they're going to play an exhibition game with St. Edwards at the end of the end of October. That's really cool. That's his alma mater, my alma mater. He's putting Coach Anthony, Coach Cook, and the uh, Hilltoppers. On the on the map a little bit. I think that's really cool that he's doing that. Yeah, I love that they're doing that and and playing Incarnate Word. I think that I think it's cool. Like it's it's good for those. Well, you know what? If we, so when Rodney was at St. Ed's, Incarnate Word would have been is the big rival. St. Mary's and Incarnate Word. Those are the big rivals when we when I was there. And Incarnate Word's that's pretty cool that Rodney's going old school and bringing St. Ed's in and Coach Cook and uh, giving them a chance to get some shine. Uh, also playing Incarnate Word early. Uh, pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, it's Rodney. good for the city. I I, I like I love it. And they're playing Texas State this year. Uh, in a regular season game, I believe. The St. Edwards guys are going from playing the uh, low hoop tournament at Fiji House on uh, UT campus to playing UT basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Coach Andre Cook has done a great job with that oh, program. No, no, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've had some a... friends that have played for that program, and uh, they seem like they've, they've been uh, doing Coach pretty Cook well. Coach Cook has done a great years. job. Okay, uh, we'll come back. When we do, we'll get back to the football. It's uh, the football weekend kicking off tonight. We've got Ryder Cup teeing off over in Rome. we got a ton. This is a great weekend. It starts today here on Hook 'em Up with Ian Rodby. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Austin, Texas, Sports, The Horn.
Pretty big stuff going on around your sports world. Ryder Cup will tee off tonight. About 10 a.m. Eastern time. Ryder Cup. What are the, I'm looking at this. Marco Simone. The Marco Simone Golf, Golf and Country Club. Rome, Italy. They're teeing off, baby. Uh, all right. So we've got a uh, huge win for the Astros last night. Huge win for the Rangers. Props to those teams. Won rubber games in must-win situations. Rangers now a magic number of one to make the playoffs for the first time since 16. Astros, that was their biggest game of the year, to win that game, get a game and a half up on the Mariners. The Mariners are about to have to deal with the Rangers for four games. Uh, Astros get a day off and then go to Arizona. Diamondbacks are right in the thick of this NL wild card race, too, so those are important games for the Snakes. So this will be a big series out in, uh, out in uh, Arizona uh, for the Astros. So looking forward to that. Uh, but, again, have to mention the uh, – the Atlanta Braves are the far and away favorites to win the World Series this year. And it's just ridiculous what their whole lineup does, but in particular, Ronald Acuna Jr. Can I just mention the, again that this guy, you know, we're talking, we were gushing all season about Shohei Otani and what he was doing. And it was worth gushing about. No one's ever done it before. It's historic. Well, same thing for Ronald Acuna Jr., who's going to be the MVP of the, of the National League. He's the MVP of all the, of the sport. He just is about to wrap up one of the greatest, and then when it's over, we can rank where it ranks, of, of all-time greatest offensive seasons ever, Nick, in Major League Baseball. He's 25 years old. So only five players have ever gone 40-40, right? 40 home runs, 40 steals. It's only five guys ever. Well, now Acuna is the, the charter member of new clubs, the 40-50 club, the 40-60 club, and now the 40-70 club. He's the only player to do all three of those, and now he's, he's set the mark at 40-70. From the leadoff spot, he's batting 336 with 41 jacks, 104 RBIs. He leads the majors in stolen bases and runs scored at 146, an OPS of over 1,000. Plus, he's a gold glove caliber outfielder at center field as well. I mean, really a good player. And um, Is he for sure going to win the MVP? Oh, gosh. Mookie Betts is still... Come on. He's having similar... 40-70 on the best team in baseball? It's not close. But Mookie Betts might be the best defender in the outfield. And Come playing on. second. He has like 40 starts at second base this year. Is he going to win the MVP? I mean... It's 40-70, my man. I'd be surprised if Acuna doesn't get the MVP He, he, he should get every first place vote. Plus the I love fact Mookie that they're Betts. easily on the best team. That, that's, that's I love Mookie locked. Betts. But at the same time, that is that's an all-time season. Okay, yeah. greatest... he's, he's minus five fifty at this point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, if anybody, I, I don't care if you put because you put your your order and okay, Mookie Betts can be second. Freddie Freeman is having a great year for the Dodgers. He can be third. That's fine. However you want to do it. But that is the MVP. It's never been done before. I'm again. This is it's staggering. And, and the only person that that would have a chance to ever break it is him to go higher. Right? I mean, what's the next goal? Fifty, eighty, and and I'll give props to baseball in general for changing the rules to. In, encourage more base stealing, which, um, you know, he he's just – again, I remember – I mean, growing up, Ricky Henderson was a devastating player. Uh, Craig Biggio for my Astros growing up was dev- – because they would be in the leadoff spot. Uh, and I guess Altuve's a little bit of this too. W- when a guy is that good of a base stealer, like Ricky Henderson was, you've got to pitch to him because you can't walk him to lead off a game. Well, if you throw him over the plate, he's going to – these guy's batting 340. So he's the ultimate weapon because he can beat you in so many ways offensively. That's why he scored 146 runs. So because you don't want to walk him, he sees a lot of good pitches because he's leading off A, and you know he's a nightmare on the bases. Uh, and that adds to that entire team. That lineup is just ridiculous in Atlanta. So props to him. Uh, Bears mentioning, and we'll see where he wraps up with three more games this weekend. They are part of this Cubs collapse. If you're a Cubs fan, you're not having a good morning. We told you earlier, in the month of uh, September, they've blown – Five leads now when leading eighth inning or later, and it's they've they've fallen out of the wild card 
spot right now, which is, I mean, all you got to do is close these games down, and you're going to the playoffs in Chicago on the north side, and they're not, I mean, they've kind of played their way out of it with all these collapses now. Uh, Arizona, because uh, the Cubs are now tied with Miami for that final spot. They've got to put a couple wins on the board this weekend. Atlanta just beat them last night. So Arizona, who the Astros play this weekend, has a two-game cushion over the Cubs and, and uh, the Marlins for that final NL wildcard spot. So that'll be fun this weekend with Houston and Arizona. Rangers, a win away. Uh, all they got to do is beat Seattle like one or two times. They're going to be good. They'll be the division who champs. Do you, who do you think, obviously, Shohei Otani is going to win the AL MVP, but who do you think second? In Corey race? Seager. That's... Corey Seager. I mean, boy, without the injuries, Corey Seager would certainly be up there. Kyle Tucker, the Astros, had a great year. Um, I got to look at Baltimore. Baltimore is just Baltimore's going to be a hundred win team. I don't know who would have predicted that when the season began. They've been great all season long. The top five in the American League right now are Otani, Seager, Julio Rodriguez, Simeon, and Bobby Witt Jr. There you go. Uh, and Julio Rodriguez just went zero for their series with the Rangers with the Astros. <laughs> o for they, he went zero for four last night. Uh, Framber Valdez had his number, punched him out a couple times, and he went zero for nine in that crucial series. The Astros took two of three. So. That's one of those things. That's a chance to, to to push for the MVP, and instead he went the other way. Seager has been great for the Rangers. What a, if that guy had played a full season healthy, I don't think it would be. I mean, Otani's going to win the MVP, even though he hadn't played the final month, but uh, pretty impressive. Talk about rule changes affecting someone's game. Corey oh. Seager with that shift change. Oh, huge. Oh, huge. Kyle Tucker, too. Kyle Tucker. Those were two guys that, uh, you know, just hit into that shift, and, you know, now they, they're open gaps and open spots a lot more. So the batting averages are up, the production is way up. And run scoring is up. Stealing, stolen bases are way up in Major League Baseball. I give uh, Rob Manford a lot of credit. Those have been changes that were much criticized when they were announced and have been great for the game of baseball this year. Uh, kind of like college football with these shorter games. I know people are getting used to it, but I think it's been good for the sport personally. Uh, but with that in mind, let's go behind the burnt orange curtain. We have done that in a little bit. we got some good Texas uh, uh, pieces of information we want to tell you. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain? What is behind that curtain? It's this. And thank you to uh, Nick Shuley, our co-host this morning, sending me this. Eli Manning, uncle of uh, Arch, brother of Peyton, <laughs> son of our Archie. Is that how we do that? <laughs> yeah. Sound like a, sounds like a royal. Sounds like, it sounds like from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Arch, uh, Eli Manning. Yes. Uh, uncle of Arch, brother of Peyton, son of Archie. <laughs> And uh, brother of Cooper and our and Peyton, so he he did an interview with uh, Jason Fitz of Yahoo Sports, and pretty interesting. This goes to you know Arch Manning sitting right. I, I, if I get one question asked the most, it's what's going on with Arch? Is he going to transfer? And you get that a lot too, I think. And I always say no, 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 no. I mean the Mannings came. Arch came here for a reason. He loves Texas, loves the school. Cooper, they've got business interests here. The family does obviously, um, and this is where he wanted to be. And give your guy Michael Taft, Mookie Taft, making plays. Shout out. Helping to bring Arch down here. He plays was, on and off the field. Plays on and off the field, yeah. Well, so, and this is the, the point that's interesting here behind the burn Orange Curtain. Um, you know, Jason Fitz asked him just the pressure that's on Arch, just having that last name and all that comes with it. Uh, it's good baggage to have, I mean, but at the same time, it, it comes with a lot. And he said, well, I just told him, you know, more about the pressure than going to play college football. It's about, he's got a lot of expectations. I said, hey, just go there. Don't forget to be a college student. Don't forget that, hey, this is a great time in your life. You're in college. You're in Austin, learning the game of football, being with some of your teammates. All those things are awesome. Uh, I also know he's working extremely hard. He's going to learn a ton this season, whether he's redshirting or kind of just sitting and watching and learning. Hopefully, that's just him getting more prepared. So when he does go into games, by going through practice, he's gotten used to the speed of the college football game and learning the playbook. Jason Fitz of Yahoo then followed up with Arch and, or with Eli 
and said, even in today's world, do you think a year of sitting and watching can still help the development of a young quarterback with all of this pressure? And Eli said, yeah, I think 1,000%. I think it's very helpful. I know for me in college, I redshirted one year and then sat one year, one year, then sat a year and played the next three. I think that's the best thing for me. Even coming into the NFL, just sitting for the first 10 games of the first season was extremely beneficial to me just to watch, just to see the preparation that goes into the game, game plans, different plays, trying to understand like what plays are my favorite and you know what ones I do feel most comfortable with. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So there's Uncle Eli saying, hey, best thing for me was, because uh, look, every person is different. You know, some people like Kelvin Banks is a prodigy, dude, and you've worked with Kelvin. This guy comes in starting at left tackle, blocking NFL pass rushers at a high level as a freshman. He's, he's just a different dude. Um, and, you know, gosh, we've seen it with X-Worthy. We've seen it with a lot of these young guys. But, you know, there, there was always a sense that Arch was going to need some time because at the level he was playing of high school football in Louisiana, you know, it, it's a different level. He wasn't playing big 6A football uh, there. Uh, he was at Isidore Newman High. You're playing essentially, you know, 3A football. Uh, at, at the parochial level. So your level of competition against is not as great. Now, you know, even when Arch would go to those football camps, the quarterback camps, he would ball out and he would play. But that's different than playing in games and playing, you know, 6A football in Texas uh, and being, you know, being ready. Uh, so I, I think that said, said a lot, that I think that's everything I've heard about people close to Arch, that he's happy, likes being here, understood the situation. He, he knew Quinn Yours was here. He knew Malik Murphy was here. If he wanted to start early, he probably should have gone to Alabama. Right, I mean Alabama's, you know, they're they're putting Jalen Milrow out there, and it's it's debatable whether he's he's fully ready for that. If he wanted to compete for the starting job immediately, Bama would have been his better choice. Coming here, you knew Quinn Ewers was the guy, at least for this year, and that's why I've said in, in Sark's perfect world, Nick, behind the burnt orange curtain, he'd love to see Quinn continue on this trajectory and you know put himself in the mix to be in the NFL draft in April, and then you have a great competition between Arch and Malik and. You know, we'll see. And then you've got the young kid coming in. Trey Owens is your commitment from Cy Fair this year in your recruiting class. You've already got your, your your quarterback for 2025. Feels like Sark's in a real good cycle. The question will be if Quinn comes back again <laughs> and for another year, then how does that work? Well, That's going to be interesting. You heard him mention that he redshirted and then sat his the next year. So Eli sat two years. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't think it's out of the question that we could not see Arch for this season and next. Well, I mean, look, look I, Quinn, I agree with you. That's not out of the question. Quinn sat a year. People forget that. Like, he, he, yeah, he came out of school early, but he sat a year at Ohio State and got to watch and see the game, et cetera. And I think that really benefited him uh, last year from stepping in and playing at a high level. And, uh, you know, I think obviously that position gets scrutinized and criticized harder than, than any position. But for, for coming off basically the street, never having played, you know, college football truly, like Quinn, Quinn's year last year was an impressive year. And I think those – sitting out was beneficial and like look at it look at it now and I think like look there's so many good cases of that and I think the family understands that is from especially from seeing that interview of like yeah this is this is what's best and it's take your time well, you're not I mean, in a rush well yeah, everybody's a different personality type and, and you know you wonder if Eli and Arch are a lot alike that you know sitting and watching want to enjoy college I mean Eli played four years at Ole Miss five years because he sat two years and played three 
and he still was the number one overall pick. I mean, both Peyton Manning was told he should leave, and he came back to Tennessee for another year. Those guys, you know, are, are I mean, they got plenty of money. Uh, there's no rush to the NFL, uh, whereas there's some guys that come in and you know they're they're trying to get to the get to that paycheck in the NFL faster than as fast as they can, because it's it's family changing, it's life changing. They they need that. Uh, Manning's don't. So you can take your time with it and uh, develop. I, I feel like Arch has a real level head. Now, Malik Murphy, that's going to be the interesting one, right? I mean, hes you saw him the other night at the NIL deal. He looks like a defensive end. He's in great shape. And, uh, you know, obviously he's insurance right now for, for Quinn should something happen. Same time, you know, he's got a bright future at the position too, whether it's at Texas or somewhere else. My question about the Malik Murphy situation is if next year Quinn does leave and Malik Murphy is playing better than Arch in the summer and then the spring – do do you start Malik Murphy? Like if it's close, well, that's where you distrust. If it's close, do you start Arch just because of all the the hype and hoopla that goes around? No, with that it? won't be our decision. You just trust Sark on that. You trust yeah. Sark that he's got a plan for this. And look, part of what I think with Malik is that you know he, he got some NIL money to stay and be the backup. They didn't want to rush Arch as, in as the backup, so Malik made the decision. And the one thing you know about Malik is he's super close with Sark. He he was committed to Sark when he was still at Alabama. He really wants to be developed by by Steve Sarkeesian, and you know he's thinking big picture too. Uh, same time, if you get to this offseason and and Quinn is still here, then you know I think Malik would have to consider elsewhere, and I, I think Sark would help him find a good landing spot with a coach he trusts and a coach he knows really well through the portal. Uh, that that's a good relationship between those two. And let's just say this: it's a it's an absolute great problem to have. Ask uh, ask teams without quarterbacks what it's like to have too many quarterbacks. That's a great problem, especially when you're recruiting on the lines of scrimmage, adding skill players like they are. And Texas fans know this as well as anybody. Since Colt McCoy on, they were searching for one. Now we're debating: Do they have too many? That's that's a great problem. Well, yeah, and, and that's that's what you want, right? And and regardless of what happens with Malik starting here next year, or if he's he'd be starting somewhere else, he, like I would not be at all surprised to see him starting in the SEC next year. Like he is that level of player, and I think sure. he could step in and do it. And that's a great problem to have when you're fighting over these three well, people who are capable. Yeah, as I think opposed to the past when we were struggling to find anyone. Anyone, you know. 18-wheeler packages. Yeah, That's problems of abundance. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Sam was a good quarterback. Sam was really he was good. a good quarterback. Sam was really good. So was Shane. Uh, uh, Shane was a quality Shane quarterback. Was too. It's gotten better, obviously, and Sark has taken it to a level. And that's why I say the relationship with Shark, Sark, if Malik's not starting here, Sark will, will help him you know, with good advice on, hey, you know who you should go play for. You know where you should continue your development. Great spot here, X, Y, or Z. And uh, maybe it's in the SEC. Maybe it's at a Pac-12 school like Washington or that's going mm-hmm. to the Big Ten. Where where Kellen Kalen DeBoard is developing maybe, really good players. Maybe Colorado. He is a Dion Neon Dion. <laughs> He's a California kid. He is a California That's kid. True. Keep that in mind. Hey, we come back. Let's do some off the record. Also in the nine o'clock hour, our friend Bob Ballou from CBS Austin will join us. We'll preview the Ryder Cup with Bob. His thoughts on uh, the USA versus Europe coming up in Rome. Plenty to do. We roll all the way to eleven o'clock here on Hook 'em Up with Ian Rod B. Off the record is next. D.D. Mega Doodoo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a break my head comb. Congratulations, continue good sex in the the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live! And thing sucks! Oh, it's time for Off the Record Never Sucks. And won't suck next to hour when we talk to Bob Ballou, CBS Austin, formerly the host of our golf program here on the Horn on a Saturday morning called Playing Through. 
We'll have uh, Bob's thoughts on the Ryder Cup this weekend. Always one of my favorite events of the year. And it's going to be weird because of this pretty staggering time difference. You have to get up early, stay up all night if you want to watch the... Uh, what time does it start? It'll, like, it'll start like 1 o'clock in the morning. Our time. Because it'll be morning in Rome. So I believe that's... that's uh, so you, but you'll be able to, When you wake up, it'll be all when we get here in the morning, essentially, which is pretty cool. I'll be checking that out. And then on the weekend got to get ahead of your college football. And, of course, it's uh, you know, team team play Friday, Saturday, and then individuals on Sunday. USA won it 19-9 to last time over at Whistling Straits here. But this one is on European soil. We'll talk to Bobby B. coming up. Also in uh, in our in our off-the-record segment, um, did you see this? That uh, according to this survey or this study, the average person has 2,795 photos in their phone, pictures. 2,795. How far under or over that number are you, Nick Shuley? Oh, Lord. I can tell you right now on my iPhone, I have 377 photos. <laughs> what? <laughs> How? My, my number my number's bad. What's yours, Ty? I have 9,193. Oh, I have uh, 39,683. <laughs> so, and I'm not a, a picture taker. I think it's just because it's all these years. and Mine goes uh, back to like the photo... Like, uh, iCloud these days, everything gets saved. So I have photos on my phone from like freshman year when I was like 14. Yeah. Which is crazy. Me too. Every once in a while, I'll go, that's a little fun little game I like to play though, is go back and just look through old, like stuff I completely forgot it about. It is like a, there. you could like piece together old. your life. Yeah. You can look at, you know, junk pics throughout your life. No. <laughs> no. Those, no, they're still in there. You said your dad was swiping the wrong direction. One I never time. saw that. Said that he saw my junk. Oh, I thought that. Ty, was Ty how many selfies do you have in your phone? That's none. I don't okay. know. Very few. Yeah. Usually, if it, if I do take a selfie, it's me looking stupid or hungover or something like that. That's like because I I've gotten into the dating apps kind of or tried to just you know because it's more of like a hot or not game for me and for it's, like, it's a video as game. Well. Um, <laughs> But I, I I struggle with finding like good pictures of myself. Yeah, you know, me I, too. Most of them I'm trying to look like an idiot or I'm wasted or I don't I don't know I don't have or a selfie I'm not gonna like go in and take like a shirtless bathroom pic like yeah. mirror pic like a lot of guys thank will. You. But thank you. Yeah, I know we'll see that. I have 377 pictures. That's, that's, that's a good number an, for me. But I do crazy. clean it out quite often. I'm pretty pretty like. Oh, I'm the opposite. I've got like there'll be like and well, and a lot of it's a, a lot of times for work for like sure. events, proofs or whatever. And so it'll be like thirty pics of just the well, one same thing. thing. Yeah, and I, I see. Should I go, go in clean and clean it out that out. And I don't. I I will clean it out. Um, like I I have this thing. If I turn on my phone and I've got like red marks for my you know emails, I got to clean it out. I can't have them sit there. Or my wife has like forty thousand. Yeah, I'd, I'd be your, I'd be your nightmare. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> and then you then I uh, you get on her her uh, her uh, her Macintosh. Her, what is it called? Then the Mac, and she's got like forty open tabs across. That. Like, hey, <laughs> can we close out some tabs here? That we, does bug me. What are we doing here? Also, let's uh, pick this up and we'll get some listener interaction on our on our new text line, the Horn text line at four four seven three seven seven six. What's your number? Your number of photos in your phone. Also, uh, from the Puka Nakua, L.A. Rams. Puka Nakua is a rookie receiver for the L.A. Rams, who I guess the Rams did a kind of a rookie hazing kind of thing, but but all in fun. They made the rookies to say say stand up and say who was the most famous person in their phone, and would that person answer the phone if they called? And so Puka Nakua surprised everybody in the Rams locker room that his 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 uncle is Dana White, the head of the UFC. 
And so, and they call, he FaceTimed Dana, and Dana answered the phone. There's a pretty cool video of this. So I will ask you, Ty, Nick Shuley, who is the most <laughs> famous person in your phone? And we'll that, ask our audience. That I could call? That would answer the phone. So not like anyone, not any numbers I've gotten from being on this show, obviously. Well, they might answer. They would answer, but they'd be like, who is this? That's all right. <laughs> all I got to do is answer, say I'm trying to win a bet. I mean, I know I could call Sam Ellinger. Sam Ellinger, okay. He's not... Mm. That's a good one. He's an NFL player. I'm sure yours is much higher than mine. My, could, mine would probably be Nolan Ryan. That's and, cool. And yeah. I think Nolan would answer. I, I have Roger Clemens' number. Me too. I, I'm not. I don't that's think because he was a guest on our show. Yeah. <laughs> See this? Guest. Thank you, Coach Harrington. This is the game we need to play with Mark Higgins. Yeah, well, that's why I did we'll, this. That's why we'll, I did this. Higgins we'll be, will be out in public somewhere, and we'll be saying we'll be talking about just something random, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, we were. It was one time in Monaco and Bono, blah 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 blah." And you're like, "Wait, what? Like that? You're." What I've known you for fifteen years. How like how it'll be like, oh, you know, President So and so was and I'm like, dude, no one. He never says doesn't this. like seem like the guy that like Oh he's he's, he's not doing it for the wrong saying oh, bring that stuff up for the wrong name drop person, yeah. but like his I, like st- like steal his phone. Sorry. Well, we'll talk to Hicks. Uh, Mark Higgins will be in the house coming up. Uh you work with him at the Clark Field Creative and NIL and Texas One Fun, all kinds of stuff. So we'll talk to Higgs. Long time Austin. I used to work with Lance Armstrong. That's what I want to talk to Higgs about, in addition to our conversation with Bob Ballou next hour. Is you know we were watching this Taylor Swift mania and um, obviously we talked about Drake and his new clothing line and Deion Sanders. By the way, see who was up with Deion Sanders yesterday. People are mad that Matthew McConaughey is supposed to be at the game that game on Saturday, not here. The minister of culture, you had the great point that he's spreading the the Longhorn love, spreading the message. He's getting it out, but Longhorn fans are a little bit mad about that. But you see, he was speaking to the team yesterday. Our friend Mark Henry, oh, Mark wow. Henry was speaking to the uh, Colorado Buffaloes yesterday. The world's strongest man. Uh, frequent guest on our show. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I, I as far as famous people, I would put Mark Henry in my phone as a pretty famous person. Yeah, like um, you know, when you you get out, I mean, when I see Mark, it's almost like a friend. It's like, hey man. But then you, I remember we were on Vivo Boulevard doing the show uh, for the spring game, for the spring game, and, and it's Rod.